This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Grace Gordon, actress and activist. And today I am here with Zandra Sunglin Burns. You might recognize that name because Zandra co-hosted The Art Life with me for a few years. Uh, but you might recognize her as Zandra Robinson Burns. Today on The Art Life, we are talking about reinventing your art life going through new eras and transformations of how you define yourself and what you make. So, Zandra, hello. Hi. I'm so excited to talk to you about this juicy, juicy topic. Let's let's get into it. Let's juice some juice. <laughs> There's so many changes going on, and I'm just so excited to celebrate this journey that people listening to the show have uh, been following for a long time. But before we get into all of these announcements, I, of course, have to ask you, how is your art life? Ooh, my art life is penguins <laughs> and in the zoo. I take myself out on an artist date every week, and I've really been challenging myself to make it more and more epic fun. And mm. I just have really been wanting to spend some time with animals, so I was lying in bed late at night and was like, I'm going to buy a pass to the zoo tomorrow and I'm going to go before I change my mind. And so I, I went, I took myself to the zoo. They have an excellent penguin enclosure here in Edinburgh and penguins are my favorite. I have many favorite animals, but penguins have been a constant in my life. And I gained so many role models on this trip. The penguins are just like so happy to be there. They're just hanging out. <laughs> and just so content. And I want that in my life. And I've I've started to embody that from their inspiration. Well, that is just beautiful. Thank you. I love the intention as well to be doing bigger and bigger or like really exciting things for yourself for your artist dates. Because I'm I it is so easy to, even if they're cool things, even if it's taking yourself out to the cinema or whatever, you do get stuck. I mean, I certainly do get stuck in what my comfort zones. And I love that you're, I don't know if challenging yourself is the right way to say it, but giving yourself the intention to try new things. It is a challenge because it feels like I'm good at challenging myself in like a, this is hard work kind of way, but What's even more hard is like receiving joy. So I'm I'm embracing that as a challenge. Is like this this counts as something to to strive towards. Even though I'm there's this dichotomy of wanting to escape that kind of language as well. It's like this is something that's worth my attention. And how I treat it for myself is once I I take myself on the cinema date, I, which I've also done. I've gone to the really fancy cinema here and had a meal and a glass of wine and watched Lord of the Rings. And it's mm. like a once a week thing mm. for yes. all three films. And so that counted as an artist date the first time. But then the second time, it's like, I already did that last week. So I have to do that and something else. And it just gets more and more fun. Oh, no. You have to do something else that's exciting yeah. and creative. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I like, I, like, uh, I like the idea that you just keep up being the ante forever. Mm -hmm. Until your whole life is an artist state. I mean, that really is the goal, right? Yeah, that's actually what has happened in tracking this over the past year and a half that I've been dedicating myself to this practice is I've actually adopted a lot of new for fun habits that it took the container of I have to do an artist state this week. I designed the experience and now I have a lot of options for things that I do for fun. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. It just reminded me too, I was thinking about earlier today, but it reminded me of this poetry challenge I did earlier this year. Mm -hmm. My fr uh, friend Sawyer back in Philly sent me this like 30 day, it was like a month long poetry uh, workshop, I guess, where you had to write every day and kind of got put into groups and shared things with your peers. And once that was like a, a structure, a container, a process, I wrote so much and it just opened me up so much creatively, but it's like I needed that structure. It never would have happened without it. It's so true. It's, it's about that balance. And I'm still thinking about our dodging the 
language around like challenge and I'm working on working less, but actually we do <laughs> need those structures to contain the creative process and we need the structures in order to feel the freedom that we need to create and to experience our lives. So they're, they're welcome here too. Absolutely. Grace, I know you've been doing some exciting things in your art life. I'm so <laughs> excited to hear about it. How's your art life? Oh, my art life is spontaneous. Uh, I just like had a, a new experience, which is that um, I I did a same day spontaneous trip to New York. So the idea came up and then within a few hours I was flying uh, to New York City. So um, that's the first time I've done something like that. And I went to go see my friend Ronen, who you introduced me to years ago and um, has been a really like generative influence on my art life. I, I've just appreciated like all of the ways that he's inspired me creatively and given me insight over the years. And, uh, and yeah, but I've never, so I've only ever seen him in LA and that's like crazy. Cause he's such a New York person and his, you know, that's his stomping ground. That's where his studio is, but I've only ever seen him when he's visiting here. And so uh, I, I just, he said, do you want to come this week? Like experience the New York Ronan experience. Mm. And I'm like, yep, let's do it. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I went there. I was writing in his studio during the days and still keeping up with my movement classes virtually with Athena and you. I think you were there for one of them. And, uh, and then it was just wandering. I, and uh, there was one moment too where I had friends from like all over the freaking country gather to go to the box, which is this like really, um, uh, I don't even know how to, this really amazing like cabaret club in New York. So I had friends like my friend Kaylee ended up flying in as well from LA. Amaya, my childhood best friend, who was like just on the show as a guest, was uh, lives in New York, and I had other friends from like the party scene in LA who don't even live there show up in New York for this one night, and it was just like a wild thing where all of these friends gathered who I know from very different places, and I just it made me so happy, and um, I, and I got like in, like we're talking about a little like I also did creative work. It wasn't just I'm on vacation. It wasn't just like I'm just going to wander around. I I balanced it all out and that was the best possible thing for me. Yeah, and I just love to also have a a new experience like just the just the trip itself. Just saying yes to something like that is not the norm for me. And um I am definitely challenging myself to embrace more spontaneity, to um let go of some rigidity in my in the way that I keep my calendar um, because I'm not enjoying how scheduled I am lately. (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm not enjoying it. So I, this was such a wonderful experience because I got to totally break up the, the norm, break up my normal schedule, but still do my priorities. It was great. Ah, it's amazing to hear that reflection that you, you weren't like dropping everything and going, you were taking everything with you and mm-hmm. going. And it sounds like it was like refreshed as a result of, of this spontaneous trip as well. So like it all, it all worked out and beyond. It really did. And I, I'm learning how to do that. I'm so grateful, like for the, for certain um, parts of my art life being mobile mobile yeah I'm so grateful that that certain parts of my art life and my process are mobile so I you know I can take my laptop and I had a writing meeting I was working on a couple of projects but I also like one of my traditions this year that you are gonna love Zandra one of my recent things because I've been flying a lot this year and um, I have discovered that I really like drawing on the plane I saw that on your Patreon. Yeah, yeah. So I I like, I think about once a month now, I've been on a plane and I've I've at least once a month like done a drawing for the gallery or for whatever I need to do something for um, while while, uh, in the air. And it's fun because, I mean, I'm really focused. There's no distractions. 
no, you know, phone going off, nothing. I never get Wi-Fi when I'm on the plane. Uh, I like the, I like the time away. And, um, I just, you know, hunker down and I'll listen to an audiobook or put a movie on in front of me and work on something. And it's cool because people get like my people sitting next to me or the flight attendants get into it. Like people will kind of walk by while I'm drawing and they'll, they'll get to see the thing come to life. And like you, like there's usually someone just like, Oh, this is so cool. Or like kids will walk by and like, watch me, um, make my, make my art piece. And it's just become like a thing I really enjoy doing. Cause I can really deeply focus, but also like have people along for the process in an adorable way. So I got to do that too on the way back. I love that observation about drawing as this kind of commune. I don't think about drawing as something that has an audience, but you're so right. When it you're really in public, does. only in like the process of it though, only, because yes. I think of like, that's what's so fascinating. Cause when it's like up on the wall, it's totally different. I think that's why people love like process videos of art, mm. you know, like TikToks or, or YouTube videos of, of a blank page turning into mm. a beautiful work of art it's really exciting to see that process. And so I enjoy providing that. Um, Aww, and that's something that's so that, yeah, yeah. It's just us. It's like, it started randomly last year. And then I realized, oh, this is a really, like, I really enjoy doing this. And so I've been able to keep it up. <laughs> this talk about travel is also a really great segue into our topic today, because oh, I have it? found it is indeed I have been really intentional about journeys and mm. air travel, train travel. I notice that when I physically go from one space to another, that's like a portal for transformation. And there's always something at the other end. Wow. Transformation indeed. In particular, in, that- in the air, it's like it's literal ascension up in the sky. I uh I always like have a moment when I'm returning back home from anywhere where I get, I do this like sigh of relief cuz mm. I just like I love LA. I love my life, you know. So like I have this yeah. no matter where I was, I'm always happy to come back and that always feels like such a great moment like landing in LA and being like, "Okay, like back to this thing that I love." I'm home. Arrived. So transformation, you have gone through a ton of transformation in the past year, especially. And I was so excited to have you come on and share with us what you've been up to, what's been changing as just a jumping off point. If you could give an update to our listeners who've likely heard your voice for uh, many years now, I'd love to just like start with that. What is going on in your art life, Sandra? Where to even begin? Because it's I've been going through so much. And what has really changed the most is the acceleration. It's the rate at which I am accepting change. When I get the sense that something is not quite right or that something new is calling to me and it's exciting, instead of like waiting it out and being like, oh, I'll see how I feel about it later. I'm just acting on it right away and trusting my intuition. Mm. And so that's how it's been going so, so far, so fast, is just trusting myself. Yeah. And how does this relate to some of the changes in your business? For years, I have been doing personal development with storytelling elements and with metaphors about magic and fiction and believing in those things. And I just had this epiphany that those aren't metaphors. This is actually real. And I don't need to disguise it as like, as anything other than what I truly believe. And so I realized, oh, this is witchcraft. This is magic. And I can own that. I don't need to like get anyone's permission to use those words that feel true to me that have been my childhood dream since I saw Kiki's delivery service. I would always Mm -hmm. tell people, 
when I grow up, I want to be an entrepreneur and witch. Incredible. And I was kind of, I was saying it like a joke, like, haha, who's a witch as their job? Um, But as I've gotten older, I've realized that is a job and it can be my job. And actually I have all of these skills that I have been packaging in more societally acceptable formats that if I took away that packaging and just let the core of my work and my power be, I can do a a much more effective job at what I do. And I can also show up as myself and inspire others to do the same for their own gifts and passions. It's so interesting you bring up this like titles thing because Mm. I love the way that you're framing it. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about was like how much I struggle with just the bio, right? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 more skills I develop, the more mediums I create in, which is more and more every year. I'm like actor, like uh, you know, like like actor, model, activist, writer, like, podcaster. It's it's so much. And multi-hyphenate also is way too vague, even though I do like to say it. Um, and so, you know, like I, a lot of my social media bios just now say, like, this is the art life <laughs> because that's yes. just like easier. And in a lot of ways, that's part of why I'm so attached to this show, right? Is like, I can't define myself by one uh, specific title and that's what the philosophy of this show is about and so I'm Mm. just like well listen to this thing because that will do a better job (laughs) of describing so I'm wondering if that's something you've struggled with too or just like like what your journey has been with that because I know behind the scenes we've had a lot of discussions about those kinds of titles I think we have in in front of the scenes too I remember talking about defining myself as a writer versus an artist versus an essayist and finding my form in that. And it's still something that as long as we have social media, we're going to have to have these bios and it it does encourage us to define ourselves that way. But I just want to point out that on TikTok, Taylor Swift's official bio says, this is pretty much just a cat account. Incredible. And that's and goals, it- right? Is it? It's, it's pre- yeah, pretty much, pretty much. In 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 literal terms, she has a lot of cat content, but also it just kind of has that vibe. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and it's like such an odd time though, too, because I know you got <laughs> you got into TikTok only a few months ago. Like I I, I did as well, just a little bit for me. Um, I I enjoy it, but I'm still learning how to create within it and. One of the things that's always like the advice that you get if you follow like TikTok business kind of accounts, like how to utilize the platform correctly, there's so much advice about you have to have a niche. You know, you have to have your tiny, Mm -hmm. tiny, tiny specific niche. And as soon as you start an account, like just make things that have to do with your niche Mm -hmm. and and then go from there. And it's like so rigid. And that's part of why I, I, I struggle to create on this platform is because I'm, I'm flooded with that feedback so much that then I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's, I just want to make what I want to make. <laughs> so I appreciate the reminder that someone like Taylor Swift is making what she wants to make. It's cat videos. Yes. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the hierarchy of social media where there are, creators who excel in those platforms by following the rules. And then there are creatives who excel in those platforms by breaking the rules. And Mm. there are celebrities like Taylor and Selena Gomez is one of my favorite TikTok follows who are, don't need the platform of TikTok to express themselves or to necessarily find new fans. They're already so established that they have that freedom to do whatever they want. And so my reminder there to myself and others creating in these constricting spaces is don't settle for the formula. If you want to be Taylor or Selena, 
uh, and just make cat videos, you can aspire to that level. And you're not going to get there by like following the ladder. Mm. Just go ahead and start making what you want. And on TikTok, especially, I find that people people find that and appreciate that. Yeah, it definitely is a platform that appreciates like authenticity and even like a more casual kind of tone than like at least a lot of what I watch, like than like super produced content. And so that's cool because there is in that way, people want you to be a person, you know, a full person. And so that invites you to like really share your interests and and your passions and your whims. And it's such an easy thing to use just like just on a technical level, making videos on there is so easy as well that you can Mm. really have an idea, kind of like you're talking about at the beginning of this episode, you can really have an idea and just do it right then. Yeah. And and be aware that the system will reward certain things. And so it's it's not going to be the perfect venue ever, but it is an accessible venue that you can show up in from your bedroom and not have to. Yeah. Enough about TikTok. Enough about TikTok. But in terms of the, the title and becoming Zandra the Witch essentially overnight was I was like, I know this is true. And I know this feels really good. And in the past, maybe I would have asked a bunch of people. I would have been like, do I need to be qualified for this? And I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to own this. And part of the moniker of being Zandra the Witch is kind of like a cartoon character version of myself where I want to question the visual of what a witch looks like and acts like and be like a pink and bubbly and roller coaster riding witch and kind of surprise people in that way because it's it's true to me and I want to bring people in on the fun we love challenging expectations there we go again challenging just challenging expectations breaking (laughs) rules So what was it like when you decided to make this change? You you closed down your membership program, Everyday Wonderland, uh, which was like running through Patreon at that point. Mm-hmm. What was the conversation like with members of Everyday Wonderland or clients you may have had about this change? Like, I'm so curious about how you handled all of this. I was so nervous about that because I really cherish my community and it's such an intimate space. And so I took a little bit of time to figure out, is there any way to do my new soul storytelling work and my magical mentoring work and keep Everyday Wonderland? And I realized I need to do as little as possible so that I can put my full energy into the main thing. I took my dog to the beach with this quandary of what do I do about everyday wonderland I love it so much and it became apparent to me as soon as I hit the water that it this needs to end and that's really hard and I was concerned about about telling everybody but I have the most amazing people surrounding me and received only support and encouragement and well wishes And I get to continue to work with some of my Everyday Wonderland members in a more individual way and in a more effective way to what I can offer them. And so it's been such a beautiful unfolding, like a natural progression of things where I had to create this space and I had to be in this space and nurture my community and let my let my creativity develop in this space. And now it's time for the next one. I love to hear it reinforced how much support you had. And I think as artists, like ideally, you know, we have, we build communities intentionally or fan bases, whatever, who really want us to have freedom, who want us mm-hmm. to follow our ideas and not box ourselves in. And so it's, it is so scary to, to, to change and close one thing down and start something else. But I think more often than not, people are encouraging 
And it just takes that leap of faith. And then the people who like, you know, this, this era is not for them. Like, that's great. You know, they'll, they'll move on to something that's right for them now. But I, I think it is so scary and I've been there and I'm just so happy to hear that you received so much support. I was thinking also about this lovely synchronicity. Well, we have had episodes on the art life together talking about this exact topic. Uh, we had an episode like two years ago called The Art of Endings, which was an episode about my decision to leave Patreon because I was, my you know, my my attention was going to other things and it was a lot of work. And so I I moved on to, to something else and I did a whole episode of it on the show. And then about a year later, you did an episode or, or we did a special episode together um, called uh, When It's Time to Say Goodbye, which was about you deciding to step down from hosting The Art Life. And so we've like had these moments in the show itself where we have shown people how we manage these decisions and share about them with our audiences. And uh, it's been cool to, to like create the space for the in-depth discussions about this. But there was a really cool synchronicity this time around with the life changes because you were closing down Everyday Wonderland and like the Patreon that it was uh, held on um, just as I was opening up a Patreon again for the yeah. art life. And it was like this really cool thing of like we've talked about these changes and you also like had a whole big episode about you know not being on social media your decision to leave social media and then now you're like back and so it's also cool that to like be having open conversations about this because we are making those decisions as they're right for us and then there's also freedom and flexibility to like come back to something yeah we've we've documented this entire thing and my leaving the art life in particular is such a grand example of something that was really hard to let go of mm. that over time time will tell and it has told that that was absolutely the right thing to do and now I can come back and still get my favorite parts of mm -hmm. doing this show with you and it just doesn't it doesn't look exactly like i i was clinging to but now that it has this breathing room when i i do come on here it's exactly right mhm mm and i think the overall message here about transformation and reinvention is the intent is to welcome in your full self create the space in these containers of what we do to let all parts of yourself breathe and not feel confined to any one word to sum up your entire being or to be like, okay, I committed to doing this podcast once a week and so I will do it every week for the end of eternity. Uh -huh. <laughs> because I said I would. It's a very capitalist way of thinking to climb this career ladder, to just keep focusing on one thing. And actually, when we let in more parts of ourselves, even the parts, especially the parts that feel like they make no sense in the context of what you're creating, such as going to see the penguins or posting Jane Austen pop songs on Instagram, the things that feel irrelevant are what will unlock you. Mm, wow. Say more about that. I have achieved the most success, ironically, when I am just liberating myself to make whatever I want and to share whatever I want just for the sake of it, just because it makes me feel happy, just because I, I love something and I have a way to share it. And it feels kind of rebellious to share it in that way because it's like, well, Instagram's algorithm knows that I post a certain type of thing, but if I post something totally different, who knows, like that could blow my grid. It'll look incohesive. And actually I can redefine what it means to be cohesive on my own 
terms. And if it if I'm representing all parts of myself in a balanced way that feels true to me, that is a consistent thread. It's not about a color palette or a filter. And by the way, I've been thinking a lot about how Instagram rewards women with like paler filters oh, <laughs> like wow. literally dampening the colors taking the color out wow just yep. think about that think about like restraining how how the rules and the algorithm and the peer pressure encourages creators to restrict the color in their work just something that i've noticed but when i i let all of it shine it is effective in a way that matters to me and when you say that it unlocks you could you just say more about what that means what that has meant for you because what I do is so niche and specific and personal I sometimes get clouded in this sense that I need to explain it to everybody and include everybody, even if they don't get the specific reference to like a deep cut reference to a Taylor Swift lyric, for example. Uh So when I first joined TikTok and just started doing Taylor Swift readings there to an audience of zero when when I started out, there was this freedom to just speak exactly how I felt from my knowledge base and trust that if people land on it who are the right people, they will get it. They will get the deep cuts. And they they did. And the thing is, when I am not trying to explain, give a blanket statement about what I do and be so put so much pressure on myself to be understood, people who don't get it who are curious will still stick around. So when people land on my work and I'm I'm being completely myself, if it's not for them, they'll move on. If it is for them, they'll be like, yes, somebody finally gets it. And if they're kind of in that in-between space of like, I am vibing with this and I don't know this song, but now I'm interested, they'll stay. And then we can have a conversation and I can find out what they're excited about. And that's my favorite thing, just trading what we're excited about. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so much of this is just like, you're you're like, I don't want to follow the rules. I want to be a full, like following whims, following desire, like just enjoying my life artist. And it's that, just that, just that passion is going to attract the right people. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Because even if they aren't passionate about the Taylor Swift song, they're passionate about something. And that's what is magnetic, is this person is being their full joyous self. And I mm, want that. Absolutely. And honestly, those are the readers that I, I want to attract because we all feed off of each other with that energy. We all normalize it for each other. So those are the people that I want to stick around. And the more that I let go of this desire to be understood in a linear way. Ooh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that, yes. Yeah. There's something intriguing about the mystery of like picking up on somebody's energy and their their joy and their passion and not getting it. It's like listening to a song and you don't understand what it's about. You don't understand what all the lyrical references are, but it just like, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It's great. Like, example. What is this? What is what it? Is... <laughs> I love it. What is it? Wow. What a beautiful example. Yeah. The P- Bohemian Rhapsody and the penguins. So at the zoo. I was picking up on a lot of conversations around me and the parents I found were very like keen to make it a learning experience. Mm. And it it kind of bothered me. They would ask the kids like, what do you think the penguins are doing? Uh, And like, what kind of penguin is that? 
look, read this sign. It, it, here, you'll learn something about the anatomy of a penguin wing. And when they finally stopped chattering, this little boy goes, I just love the penguins so much. Oh, he just wants to vibe, mom. He's just trying to vibe with these penguins. And I was like, honestly, same. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it is it is something I've been thinking about a lot for sure, just because like my friend group in LA over the years has, I mean, I've, it, I've got a vast uh, network of friends doing all sorts of different things, but um I am close friends with people who run like parties and like clubs, which is not something I thought I would have been into when I first moved here. But then like just following that thread of just like being interested in what they do has, you know, landed me in like these amazing friendships and business opportunities and create like creative connections. And it's like that for me like my friendship with these people and then being invited in to help with some of the creative side of things like that has been hugely beneficial and is not at all what I would have thought I would be doing a couple of years ago. And I've met such incredible artists in this environment. And yeah, it's like, so that's, that's one of my examples I would say of just like, no, I just like explored this thing cause I was curious about it. And then it ended up like totally benefiting so many aspects of my creativity and my art life. We just wanted to feel easy. Mm. And when you're following your curiosity, you don't have to think about it being easy. It just is. Absolutely. So when I was thinking, when I like pitched this episode to you, I was thinking of role models because I think sometimes we talk about bands and like them experimenting with a different sound you know, musicians trying new, just new genres out and how fans like won't like it. Like I hear that conversation a lot. Like, you know, sometimes fans will cling on to one version of an artist, which is like unsatisfactory for both sides of that relationship, (laughs) creator and fan. And then, so I was like, okay, well, who are people who are sort of these icons of like transformation? You know, and I'm thinking about like Madonna and people like that. Like that's her whole thing is reinvention. And I was wondering, like, as you've been going through these major like public uh, reinventions, if you've been looking to artists, if there's been people you've been thinking about as like, well, they did it and I can do it too. I will say this, that lately, instead of personal development content, I've been enjoying watching movies about bands and artists and music. In particular, I really loved watching Bohemian Rhapsody. I love the early depictions of Freddie Mercury's career in in Joining Queen and just how sure of his path he was, at least in, in this version, but it feels true, where he's putting himself forward to be the lead singer in this band. And they're like, oh, we also need a bassist. Do you play bass? And he's like, no. And then they have their first conversation with the record label. And this is their first conversation with the record label. But they are still treating it like they know how big they're going to be. They're they're told, like, we can make you big in Britain. And they say, that's not good enough. This is global. Of course, we, the audience, know that they're going to become queen yeah but they knew that at the time and they held that that knowing of what they could become and didn't play by the rules of like okay and okay we'll start with britain and then we'll see from there they had they they had the the daring to just to go for the actual vision and i think that's essential Like that was kind of like a little viral trend for a while a few months ago too was like this little clip of someone saying like be delusional like about your life. Like you have to be delusional in order to create the life you want. You have to believe that you are going to get something that in this moment might seem really out of reach or might seem like, you know, really ambitious to just say, no, it's going to happen with certainty. But I'm like realizing more and more that is absolutely essential. And 
I've even really been, I mean, I'll just be totally honest. Like I've been noticing in my own self how often I do play a little small and mm-hmm. I've been really start like starting to unpack that because it's like, I, you know, why am I, why am I stopping myself from being like this, like from standing out when like, I, it's actually essential to my art and my uh, job and everything else to like really share what is most special and unique about me. Like that's what we're supposed to do. And yet I do find myself sometimes, you know, trying to put myself in a box or be a little more conventional than I really am. And uh, it's, this has just been on my mind so much recently. So it's what, what a wonderful example. And I love watching artists, documentaries and TV shows and movies as well, because I mean, that's, that's where you get inspiration and like, you know, just knowing that people have come before you is um, it's just such a reassuring thing. And sometimes we don't have that. Like, like sometimes you have to be the first and that is amazing like when you can take that leap or when you can be the artist you needed to see when you were a kid, right? I think about that a lot. But then other times, like, you know, if you sit down and think about it, you can name a couple people who have taken bold leaps similar to the ones that you want to take and that's worked out and that's so reassuring. Like to me, that is essential. Or that is, um, it's so needed in moments of doubt to be like, well, this artist, this artist, this artist actually did this and I admire them so much. So what am I doing stopping myself? Um, I just actually, I just uh, talked with Dita Von Teese for the first time last night because she was at a party I was at and she's someone I really admire. Her whole, you know, pinup glamour lifestyle that she's, she's an icon uh, in the burlesque scene, in the vintage fashion scene. She's someone, you know, any, anyone who has an interest in burlesque or pinup style or any kind of old Hollywood glamour as I do knows who Dita Von Teese is. And um, she and I were just in a movie together, but we were in, you know, we did not work the same days, didn't work the same scenes. And so I was really nervous to go talk to her because I was like, oh, I should, I want to go uh, say something, but like, I don't want to be annoying. My friends were like, why? Like, what? go say hi. You're like, it's a very good reason to go say hello. Um, and it was, but it was, you know, it was such a, it was, we ended up having a great talk. And, but also she was someone who I sometimes think about where she has this very specific thing that she's passionate about. And has made a whole life out of and a whole like name and just puts on these incredible like burlesque tours and has a lingerie line and has a book that I love about her lifestyle. And it's just like, you know, she's someone who follows her passion and has built this whole thing. And she's someone that I think of when I question new moves in my art life. Um, and so it was cool to get to meet her, but, but yeah, I just, I, I, I was excited to talk to you about role models too, because when we do have them, sometimes you have to be the first, but when you do get to think on some icons, it's really helpful. And maybe someday you get to be that for someone else as well. I would invite people to consider yourself part of that group of who you see as role models. That is your legacy. And I do believe you're saying sometimes you have to be the first. Mm -hmm. Each one of us always has to be the first in what we are specifically bringing to this world. I think that everybody has that, but especially listeners of this show, if you're already this far into the episode, you're already on it. You're already on that journey. And there will be people who are the role models for the kind of thing that you want to do or the the kind the way that you want to do it but you are the first person doing on this planet doing what you are here to do and once you relieve yourself the pressure of that and know that every one of us is doing that mm. and it's your job to let yourself shine because that gives permission to everybody else to do the same absolutely you can just enjoy it Oh. And I'll offer an adjustment as well on the delusional thing mm-hmm. because I think it's a fun word to help people, help bridge understanding. Yes. But really, it's the opposite. We're not being delusional. We are honoring the truth that we know that we don't think people will believe. Mm-hmm. And so I would say 
be delusional with like a, a, a wink. Be like, sure. Yeah, you can call, call it whatever you want. Call yeah. it delusional. Call it impossible. Call it silly. Yeah, you, I accept whatever word you want to give it as long as I get to do it. I love delusional with a wink. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm super delusional. Yes, sure, baby. <laughs> sure, honey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sandra, it's been such an exciting time the past year to see you shine and to really see you just saying yes to yourself. You know, like Thank like you. this really, you've just grown so much in confidence and I'm just so excited watching everything you do. Yeah, wow. Thank you for being a role model to me. <laughs> oh, same. So, uh, so what is the art life, Sandra? The art life is delusional. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm. It's mischievous. It's playful. It's define it however you want, and in a find a, ser- a serious set of words to stamp in the dictionary. But it's really just. Whatever you feel like, stay true to that. Mm. What is the art life? The art life is not settling for the formula. Yeah, got to break the formula. I'm I'm really glad that you said it the way you said it because I think sometimes that can trap me up. And whenever I get to talk with someone who's like, "Oh no, break the rules," like that's what you have to do if that's what you if that's what's like true to yourself then that's what you got to do. And it always brings me such relief because I want to break the rules. I'm a rule breaker. Like that's who I am. (laughs) So I'm so glad that you said it the way you said it. And that at least that is what my art life is. Beautiful. So you have a new way of creating. You have a new business. You have all of these new things to celebrate. You are back online and ready to share with the world. Where can people support your art? You can support my art and and support your art as well, listener, by by staying true to yourself and enjoying what you enjoy. And if that happens to be what I create, then fantastic welcome my work is based on my new website zondrathewitch.com and i'm also on instagram and tiktok at zondrathewitch and what i do now is essentially what i've been describing for myself i bring that out in others i have a keen sense of souls and i can read the energy of your soul and tell the story of what it is yearning to say. I'm kind of like a Professor X of bringing out your your inner superpower and and pointing to it and say, nourish that. And And then I'm also a magical mentor and can help you take that message and and put it into practice. So I'm very passionate about this format that I have invented, which is kind of like a psychic tarot reading, but also storytelling where you're the protagonist. And then also implementation, because I'm very passionate about that too, about taking that information and not just taking it in, but but doing something about it and moving things around in your life to support who you are are truly here to be. So that is Soul Story and Magical Mentoring, and you can find it all on my website, sonderthewitch.com. Well, I'm so excited to continue watching you transform and so grateful for this idea of being the first and that we all actually have to be the first. We all have to be our unique selves and that just being the the loudest, truest version of that is what we're put on this earth to do. So thank you for, you know, being a facilitator of that in others. And um, I, I hope people check out what you're up to on your website. Thank you. It is my pleasure. And we are all the same 
in that we have that that same mission of being ourselves and then we're all completely different and have something we all have something unique to offer so i i love the the balance of that and i'm, I'm excited to bring it out in people well, if you have been excited to uh, follow along and uh, listen to the art life in all of its many transformations as well, um, uh, we are now on Patreon. And so if you are interested in joining art parties and getting more time with the community that exists now, that's a new development. We have an art party. When this episode airs, we'll have an art party the next day. Um, and we'll continue to be doing those. It was great having you at our first one of the month, Sandra, a few weeks ago. Uh, so that's yet another transformation going on with the art life. Um, until then, until we see you at another art party, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. And um, I guess that's it, my love. That's all for now. So uh, it's time to say goodbye and say from my side of the world, I wish you a good... Well, I guess I wish... Sandra, I wish you... Oh, from my side of the world, I wish you a good morning, Zandra. Oh my gosh. <laughs> from my side of the world, I, I wish you a good night. Yeah. Oh, we're just breaking the rules, We're Grace. breaking the rules. Breaking the format. Cheers. Look at this journey in this entire episode. Goodbye. Farewell. Farewell. Good day, all. <laughs> it's my new signature greeting. Good day. Good day. Good morrow. <laughs> Pleased to meet you. This is The Art Life. You can read more and subscribe to our newsletter at www.theartlife.show or send letters to The Art Life, Care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 1193, Hollywood, California, 90078. You can email us at theartlifeshow at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Art Life Show. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for being part of The Art Life.